0: Welcome to Lean Six Leadership. That is Lean Six Leadership. Lean, the number six, leadership.com, where I discuss ins and outs of quality engineering, management, program management, and how to apply it in your daily life. I'm a certified Six Sigma Master Black Belt and a recovering project management professional. I have been in manufacturing in one form or another for the last 20 years. Plus, I consider myself an end user on some products for at least nine years prior to, so we're getting close to thirty years now. So, been there, done that. Uh, I've got the T-shirt, worked in all kinds of different levels of it. This episode, we're going to talk about something so basic. Yeah, some of you are going to be very bored by it, but I think you're going to like the way I present it. We're going to talk about project charters people don't use project charters they really don't they'll start a project but they won't do this one little thing and they wonder why they can never get their project done they know they never know they can never figure out why they can't control their projects where six sigma is concerned this is kind of important They, they just they just jump right into the you know, just jump right into the project. This is part of the define phase, people. Kind of an important piece of define phase. It's kind of the main portion of define. So why have a project charter? Why? Why? Well, number one, you're defining the project. Doesn't matter the. Format. Come up with your own. The, the important thing here is to make sure you write down some stuff to make sure people are going to be held accountable to it. This is like the, the key piece of it. You're You're defining the project. You're defining the limits of it. You know, trying to keep it within a certain range so it doesn't get project creep like crazy. Uh, who is supposed to talk to who and when, so you need to define your communication plan in it. So, you know, all of this stuff is used to control your costs. It's that simple. And also it helps with, with effective allocation of your resources. Now how does it control costs? Well if you don't know what you're going to use and you don't know how long it's going to take you to do something you don't know how much money you're going to spend on it you don't know what resources you're going to use so you need to be able to allocate those resources so that's how you control the cost and how you can do the effective allocation of resources because you're identifying what you're going to need what you're going to use you're, you're defining what this project is all about it's really that simple you're saying this is what it is and this goes back to Deming. actually goes back to adam smith if you really want to go to it actually probably go back even further than that the key here is you're you have to make it so simple your toddler could understand it if you can make it that simple, then you have your hands around the meat of the project and what's what's really needed to be done. People are usually putting together projects to understand something so complex, but they don't define it. Therefore, they don't have control. Okay? So, how do you use this project charter. Well, it's called scope planning in project management. What the hell is scope planning? Is that a mouthwash thing? No. Scope planning is the amount of work that has to be done. Okay. So you're kind of pulling everything in it wants here but it's really not that hard. It's not that complex because what you're looking at here is you're saying you're setting your limits. We're not going to let this get past these things. This is this this is where we're going. We're we're setting our limits. This is what you know, this is the furthest left, the furthest right, the furthest deep of furthest back. We're we're setting where we can go with this. And if we're going to expand it, we're gonna have a process by which we say, is it worth it? Does it actually matter? Are we gonna de- handle it? And we're gonna write it down. And we have a vehicle to write it down. Kind of an important thing. So what else are we dealing with on this where we're, when, we're, when we're playing with how to use it? Well, cost planning, you know, budget how much money how many resources do I have that's it bottom line and from there you can do your scheduling so if I know what the limit of my work is I know how much I can throw at it now I need to know how much time I can play with and all of this can be done during the charter process. Because, I mean, you, you may not know exactly how long it's going to take you. There's going to be some unknowns. That's fine. You can guess, uh, or you can get some people that have a clue. Because this is, remember, teamwork. It's all about teamwork. Teamwork it's more than just you you're not the, you're not the savior of everybody you you might be leading the project you might be someone on the project or in the team but everybody has to contribute that's how we understand what the scope is so we understand the cost we understand how our, how much time we have and do the scheduling for it you got to realize kind of important things that's why the charter is so important and that's why this is the f- first thing you do after you go hey we got a problem we need to fix okay let's get a charter together okay so what are our limits who establishes the limits who's the team all of this stuff has to be figured out that's all that's part of defining the project You know when when are we going to use these things? Well, simple when to use them. Any project you engage in, you don't you don't have to have an electric charter where you're covering every last little thing. You can have templates. You can create a template and it like has some basic stuff in it. And all you got to do is fill in who's who, and everything else pretty much fills in itself. You know that, that's when you get your standardization. And come on, people, it's not that hard i mean seriously now are right you're not going to do this for like recurring tasks that's not going to happen that's that's just not no because a project beginning and an end yeah the that's what you need it for recurring tasks stuff that's going to keep going like oh no we got to make payroll guess what mm. It's gonna be, um, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the second one we do with, and um, the third one and the fourth one. I mean, you know, recurring tasks don't get a charter because it's stuff you're supposed to do all the time. It's that's your normal job: data entry, uh, review data, uh, you know, whatever. You don't need a charter for that. But if you're engaging in a project, if you're doing corrective action, preventive action, opportunity for improvement items, okay? We're talking about you get a customer complaint, you got to fix a process in order to prevent that customer complaint from recurring. Guess what? That's chartering a project, people. That's simple. That's chartering a project. Uh, we're just going to, we just have to change the uh, um, information in the... Uh, In the procedure, we just have to update the procedure. No, go through the process. There's a reason why you go through the process. It's very simple why you go through the process. Because you need to establish who's doing what, when, make sure that you have a, remember, this is a customer, you're dealing, in this case, you're dealing with customer complaint. Guess what? You need to, you want to have a document to show that. Hey, yeah, we started something, we did something, here's what we did to prove it, especially to an auditor. If you're doing ISO 9000, kind of an important thing. Hey, we do commercial, we don't uh, need that thing. Excuse me, yes you do. Because you have a QMS, a quality management system because you're ISO 9001 certified. Guess what? It calls for Corrective Action Preventive Action System. Uh, I'm gonna skip the ISO 9000. Good luck. Good, good, good luck. Good, good luck to you. I don't need that crap. I've been doing this for 30 years. You ain't gonna be doing it for another 10. You're not gonna be doing it for another 10. Oh, but, but, we've got equality. We've never had a problem good write it down I don't need to do that because then I can't I can't flex and change and update my systems yes you can you can write this stuff down and then when you get new people in you have documentation and training material ready to train these people see that's the thing I don't want people to take my job wait wait a minute what? No, it's not about that. When so-and-so retires, or God forbid, somebody gets sick. Oh, I shouldn't say that. We're in the middle of a pandemic right now. Uh, No, somebody gets sick, gets hit by a bus, or just decides, hey, I ain't coming in to work. I need to put new people on the line. Guess what? I can't teach him anything. It was all tribal knowledge. But I'm ISO certified. <laughs> Not, don't work that way. It don't work that way. So a charter helps with that. Because it's part of your it's part of your corrective action, preventive action kit. And if you engage in any other projects that you're going to do an improvement system on, it's good to have this cover document over your plan. It's like a I mean, I know when I do resumes, I don't do cover letters. I mean, I understand the purpose of them, but I know they don't get read because the damn resumes don't get read. They're not going to read the cover letters half the time. No, no, look, does it, does this stuff match up against the what was applied to and then, like, run it through a computer and then, okay, whatever, I don't waste my time with cover letters, but I do waste my time with project charters. Like I said, any project, any project, it's got to have a beginning and an end. Not for recurring tasks. I mean, daily tasks, they're done and, and whatever. What, it's not a charter It's some project. But you must have an end built in. That's that scope thing I was talking about. You've got to have an end built in. There will be an end to the project. There will be an end to it at some point. And this is what it looks like. And that's in there. That's part part of that scope part. Some people call it a work breakdown structure, the WBS. Okay, whatever. Yeah, WBSs are cool when you're first planning it and putting it together. They're nice to have, and if you're doing something really elaborate, you, you kind of need it. But just an understanding of the scope, where you know what, what how much work we're going to do, uh, estimations usually rough order magnitude rest- estimations. You know, just within like 20 30 percent you're good i mean whatever maybe up to up to up to 50 percent off in 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 initial scope planning when you start getting into cost and schedule that's when everything needs to really tighten in and dial down you really got to get it pulled in by the time you get into those that portion of your planning and this this um project charter helps with that because it's it tells you who you're going to talk to, and who you're going to, uh, who who's on the team. That's the biggest piece of it, because you'll start running all over the place trying to get information. When there it is in your project charter. Go to this guy. Go to that per- woman. Go to the this person over here. Go to that person over there. Who cares? Just go to these people. Don't you know? If you go outside of it, you know, you it's one of them that told you to go outside of it. You see what I mean? It's still re- referenced back to the team, and then you can add their contributions. You set up a little spot, add the contributions of anybody else in there too, so you can congratulate everybody at the end of the, at the end of the day that participated. Part of your reward system to make sure that can that can happen. I mean, it's it's really that simple. I mean, project charters. It, There's going to be a header where there's you've got the name of the or you've title the project or whatever, Um, whatever accounting uh, mechanisms that need to be put in place because you're going to have to track the work, and you're going to have to track any and all costs and whatnot. This is a good place to have them, and this is a document you can hand around to everybody. Because they all have to sign off on it. They all have to be a part of it. Uh, the, the justifications for the project, that's right here in this document. You know, why are we doing it? And, and, and make sure it's very clear as to why you're doing it. Uh, uh, we're trying to improve the line because the customer was mad. No, no. We found an inefficiency in the line and we figured that, or we found a uh, potential improvement activity would be this to save X amount of dollars, save X amount of time, or customer identified a defect and we need to correct it because it already cost X amount. See how I always brought it back to the money? Always bring it back to the money. We're a business. We're not a charity. We're a business. We're not a charity. We're there to make money. Oh, yeah. I, I love working in defense because uh, I'm making sure this stuff's gets out to the guys that were like me. Using this stuff, I got a place in my heart for them. But you know what? They're still paying for it. Oh, wait. I'm a taxpayer. <laughs> I'm paying for it, too. I want to make sure my money is well spent. Why is it coming back to money? Well, that comes down to philosophical thing, and I'm not going into that objectivism versus reality. And I'm, no, that's I'm not going to get into that. That's my personal thing. That's your personal thing. You know, philosophy is philosophy. Um, you know, and it is what it is. Now, I have a personal philosophy I operate under and operate with. And it does color some of the stuff that I do. Sue me, okay? Not that you're get anything, But, simply put, my philosophy states where business is concerned, it's a business. We're here to make money. Money shows is the is the medium by which we measure achievement and the achievement is product or service delivered on time per specification and we get that with a project charter. If we've got to fix something in our system, a project charter gives us that. It gives us all the justifications for that and all of the how all of the very baseline how- to's who to talk to when to talk to them why talk to them It alleviates a lot of confusion. what confusion how could I be confusion with a project? Well how about like when it's due how, when we need to get it done by? Uh, we know when it's supposed to get done. now there's somebody keeping it. Tr- you write it down because you hold yourself to a deadline and then you get audited by it and then you've got other people up the chain going, hey, let's see your corrective actions. It's that simple. It's about accountability. And it's about defining the project. Yeah, I'm back around to it again, aren't I? Well, I like making sure I tie it back in. You know what? It's almost story time. It is story time. Story time with Martin again. Okay. Um, I've run projects with project charters. I've done a lot of projects with charters, with project charters. And they've, they've made the entire project simple. Because... There was one particular project I ran. We had um, us and Ardex and JCMC and uh, and uh, one of our suppliers, and it was just a long time ago and a, a small company far far away. Let's say, uh, and we had a problem where we had a, s- a slight defect uh, where the the product wouldn't function as designed in the final phase of use and it was fine until that final phase and you know it wouldn't function properly which was a problem so we're trying to figure out what could be the cause of this thing so we finally get a bunch of us together in a very hot Portable Shelter in Orlando, Florida. People came from all over the country for this thing. And the first thing we did was we put together a charter. This is the time period. These are the people. This is the Creative to communicate. Uh, This is the basic budget. Here's the charging numbers for the different uh, organizations to say that it's all charged to this one account, within that one within their organization so they can account for their time and then uh, and then we had a, a time period as to when we we're gonna do it and we had some basics of what we're going to do. And it took some hashing out. It took like three it took like two, three days to hash that out. And it started out with a feller mode effects analysis, a Femia. So we did that. To get ready for a design of experiments, and then we pulled out the design of experience, and from the design of experience, we did a lot because everything fell within that charter. Then I did a project without a charter. <laughs> oh, I just had to kill that project. I was just, I just to walk up and just shoot it. I mean, <laughs> it was a wounded duck going nowhere because there was so much project creep on this thing I'm trying to teach a Lean Six Sigma course at the same time and trying to bring people in to do a project and there was no charter I'm like and I did that deliberately that was strictly to show why you have a charter <laughs> and it worked none, none of those people will ever do a project without a charter I, I made them learn the hard way and I made it I made it hard, and it was good because, they, you know, I will never do a live project without a charter. I, you know, that that will never do. I've I've done that, but for for um, educational purposes, for um, for a project, for certification, if they ignore that step, I'll let them go through it. Because I'd rather let them learn there than on a production line, you know, running learning a live product. Or I mean, yeah, some of these were a live product going on, but I had control. I had control, and I, you know, I could turn around if I had to. But I wasn't overly concerned. And yeah, I killed one of those projects because it had no, it had no um, charter, and it showed because there was no scope control at all. There was group creep left, right, and center. It was pathetic. Would that... For training, I'll do it again. For training, I'll do it again. For training, I'll I'll let my trainees trip over themselves and fall flat on their face during training. Oh, God, yes. Not because I'm laughing at them, Actually, I'm crying half the time because it's usually so st- simple stuff that I did teach them, went over, and then I and then I, uh, I hint to them that they may want to go back and do it. And I had some instances where, like, yeah, I know, I know exactly what I skipped, and I did it for a reason. And I'm like, okay, let's let it play out. Let's let it play out. Well, guess what? <laughs> I ended up on the plug it's, it's basics are basics for a reason basics are, understandi- are understandable for a reason The baseline basics are, are there for a reason you do them the reason why they're stressed is because if you don't do them people who didn't do them before you failed and they failed repeatedly and they studied and they figured out, hey, if I do this one set of things and I do them the same way every time, hey, guess what? I don't fail. That's why they're called basics. The military goes through basic training. Sports people, let's say American football uh, overseas football or what Americans call soccer uh, rugby, uh, cricket you know doesn't matter there's fundamentals of the game that have to be observed I mean I'm going to go out and run a 200 meter race I just put one foot in front of the other Uh, guess what it's more complex than that I'm going to run a marathon. Good luck. There's some fundamentals you have to learn about running a marathon. If I'm going to run 26 miles, I need to learn some stuff. I personally am a bit of a uh, ancient weapons fighter. I have swords and, and pikes and spears and all that stuff and guess what there's fundamentals there's some basics you have to know before you engage in that kind of thing and it takes a little bit of practice well guess what project charters they're not that hard and if you have a template there's not a whole lot of practice to them because templates make it easy that's kind of a big piece on it you have a template You have a standard way of filling them out. You have standard information that you have to have on them. Now, depending on your organization, they're probably going to be the following. Uh, Title of some sort. Some sort of uh, data connecting it to something else. uh, Preferably a charge number or something that you can charge your time to. So you can keep track of it. Um, so that way when you're audited by the Fed or somebody else, you know, they can say, okay, yeah, you're, we can say that we're spending the money on this. Okay. Uh, who? Who's in it? Who's responsible? Uh, a breakdown of those responsibilities, of who's responsible for what, and then of course, who in their, who's, who's some basic communication on it, like their, their email, phone, whatever, their, their, their way of getting a hold of people and then some maybe some scope stuff like how you know how, what are my limits you know can i contact these can i uh can, am i limited is there something i'm limited at? i can't talk to contracting for some reason you know we don't engage with uh, uh with purchasing we don't uh, engage with uh, some group for some reason you know whatever it it happens there's usually a reason for it. You know, I, I, we engage with uh, management uh, x on x occasions uh, to as a report out every so often. You know, whatever that frequency is, all oh, that's in there. You, you gotta have it. Hell, that was quick. Now that we've discussed project charters, let me know what you might want to hear about. Go to the lean number the number six leadership, lean6leadership.com, 40 millimeter LSS Engineer on Twitter or Lean6leadership at gmail.com. And let me know what you want in the next in the next set of podcasts. I mean I've I've actually got two more already scripted and ready to go all I gotta do is record them and upload them like I'm doing with this one and I've been doing it once a week I probably should do a, I should probably record them all back to back and, just, and then upload them once a week towards my original plan but I've just been not that I'm lazy I am but I've also been kind of busy because I'm doing some other stuff as well so like I said twitter linkedin gmail or the lean6leadership.com website. Get back to me. I'll put some stuff up there um, and I'm also going to be having a YouTube site here soon. I have a site, I just don't have anything up on it yet. Uh, I've had it up for, I've had a couple years, I just haven't, I've been making videos, but I haven't put anything, I haven't found, put anything together I liked, and I'm going to be going through my ed- a different editing process on that uh, to make that happen. So, thank you. And goodbye.